If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. So I had three clients in a row say, oh, I found you on Pinterest. And I was like, what? Like I hadn't even thought about it. So then I thought, okay, well, then I definitely need to put more energy into Pinterest. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings, since starting Jennings Photo in 2010. Growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top of the line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let Pro Photo partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, ProPhoto is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off for the first 18 months that you try this out. This is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using ProPhoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use ProPhoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code Photo Biz Help. Welcome back to the Photo Business Help Podcast. This is part two of a two-part interview with Fiona Margot. Please go back and listen to part one if you missed it, because there's tons of good stuff in there. And we are going to pick right up where we left off. But first, Fiona, do you just want to let people know a little bit about you if they missed the first episode? Go back and listen to the first episode. Sure. So Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm Fiona, and I am a family photographer in the Seattle area, and I've been photographing families since about 2010, and I specialize in adventure sessions up in the mountains. Beautiful. We were chatting about mostly, you know, like some marketing stuff, some um, booking and scheduling stuff. You and I first, I mean, I came across you for the first time in Clubhouse in a room that I was in with some mutual friends. And you were chatting a lot about Pinterest. And it's something that I've sort of neglected and then paid attention to and then neglected again throughout my my 10 years doing this. Um, And again, we kind of started out at the same time. But I'm curious, you had made a comment about like, 
I kind of have to like lay off because I get too much traffic from it. But I'd love to hear what you have to say to folks just kind of exploring Pinterest or just starting starting their business or in the first, you know, few years of, of photography. Sure. So um, the way that I look at my marketing, and I kind of mentioned this in the last episode, is that like my website is my storefront. And that's where people can find out anything they want to know about me, my products, what's for sale. And then all my other marketing channels kind of lead there. And when I first started out, it was really probably Facebook and Instagram, and then my website. And those were my main three. And then I noticed that Facebook was really kind of not doing much for me at all. So I thought I really like the idea of having three main marketing channels. And I'd had a Pinterest account, probably like most of us had, where it was like random birthday party inspiration and, you know, home decor and just the weirdest stuff. And like, I had had read about other uh, photographers using Pinterest, mainly wedding photographers. And I thought, well, I'll just try it out. So I kind of turned my business and my account into a business account. I, I think I, I just read on their terms of service. They ha- Pinterest has a great internal education service if, if people are wanting to learn too. And I just kind of used their best practices and went through and made some boards. And then I re- honestly didn't think much of it until I was up in the mountains. And I usually just casually ask clients where they found me. I like to just do it verbally because I find it's usually a good story. And then they tell more about how they came to find me than if they're just checking off a box in like a form or something. I know a lot of people do that. So I had three clients in a row say, oh, I found you on Pinterest. And I was like, what? Like I hadn't even thought about it. (laughs) So then I thought, okay, well then I definitely need to put more energy into Pinterest. So I went through and I found some resources about how to best optimize my boards and using keywords. And so what's so amazing about Pinterest and the fact that I think it's kind of a bummer that it's underutilized, especially by family photographers, is it's essentially a visual search engine. So it's a great way for someone to be introduced to my brand because if they're searching for my area family photographers and because you can utilize keywords in Pinterest much like any other search engine and my images pop up there and I've posted them in a really beautiful way that's a great way for someone to find me they're going to gravitate towards that then they click through they get to my very helpful website where they can learn more about my business book online so it it be what it was is I had inadvertently set up a really nice pathway to my website from Pinterest. So from there, I just started putting a little bit more energy into it. I also use it to send styling resources to clients. So it's kind of a two part thing for me, I use it for styling resources. And then I also regularly update my boards and work on my search engine optimization on Pinterest as well. Now, the other crazy thing that happened is that my website, I think this was last fall, it got infected with the Japanese website hack, which is this thing where I was seeing my website normally. If I would go on my website, it would look totally like my website, everything was there. But Google, when it was crawling through my website, it was it looked like I was selling knockoff Gucci purses. So I have Google Search Console and they were sending me the, all these alerts and they're like, hey, we don't know what's going on, but we, you're, nothing is matching up on your website. And I was like, what is happening? So I got to see I what they could see. I had the same thing happen. Yeah. So my, we can, I, yeah, keep going. Okay. Yeah. We'll go. So I put a lot of effort and emphasis on my own search engine optimization on Google. That's another traffic source for me. So I completely fell off of Google, like my website because, because it was unreadable. But what I noticed is that when I typed in my keywords, one of my Pinterest boards showed up on Google. 
So then I was like, okay, this is actually even more powerful than I thought. And so that's where I think it's it's really an underutilized tool. So then I went through and I created a little mini course about how to set it all up for photographers because my whole goal is trying to get people to market as best and efficiently as possible. And I do feel like Pinterest is a huge tool for that. And sorry, not to ramble on, but just no, you're a couple good. of days ago, I saw that um, Instagram came out and said, I don't know if you saw this, they were like, we're no longer a photo sharing app. So it was like the CEO, like two days ago, like just a few days ago saying, I mean, what we all kind of know is that now they're I pushing did not see that. reels, they're pushing video content. And so photos, I feel like over in the future on Instagram are just going to be pushed less and less and less and less. Whereas on mm -hmm. Pinterest, I feel like photos are showcased so beautifully. And I do use video content on, on Pinterest as well, which I can talk about, which does pretty well also. But I mean, my photos do really well. So that's nice because I feel like it's kind of maybe going to replace Instagram in a way where Instagram will no longer be pushing photos and only wanting video content. So it'll become, I feel like Instagram will become like TikTok in a way. Yeah, it's, I just had a chat with someone about this the other day about how every platform is trying to be like every platform instead of just yeah. being what it is, you know, like Instagram right. as a photo, like that, it was perfect like that. And Twitter as just Twitter without stories. And I mean, it, it becomes like very confusing because you're sort of just like, well, what's the difference? Are you guys just all competing with each other for the same thing that you're offering? Because it seems like all social media is kind of going the same direction. Mm -hmm. But but what's what's interesting about Pinterest that I think some folks overlook if they're not super familiar with it is that it it's a powerful search engine, like yes. a search engine, not you know, you can go into Instagram and hashtag search stuff. But like, Pinterest is actually like a search engine, you know? Yeah. And it's so visual. I mean, Google, you search and you get links. And so it's much, it's much less of a, a drawn in process where like, if someone finds you on Pinterest, the first thing they see is probably one of your favorite marketing images. So that is such a powerful way to capture a client. And so the other thing that I try to tell people is that if you can really focus on creating like educational, helpful content, instead of just focusing on posting images, like if you can become someone who helps people understand why you use certain types of light or how to dress for sessions. If you're going to spend time creating content, that is like really good content to create. And that type of content also does really well on Pinterest. Whereas on Instagram, I feel like it can kind of be lost because you have to have someone click through and go to your website and not everyone wants to leave the app. Whereas Pinterest, I feel like they can pin it, save it for later or go right to your site and it's easy to find all the things that you've done. So if someone is hesitant about Pinterest, I'll tell, I'll give like a quick, a few quick tips about what to do Yeah, with that. I'd love that. All right. So um, when I first came on Pinterest, it was the algorithm on there was a little bit different where basically people were using apps to repin things as many times as possible. And they were getting a ton of website traffic and like for online marketers and people who were in that space, it was really powerful. They were getting a lot of traffic, but from a user experience, it felt, it started to feel a little bit spammy. And so what Pinterest did is they changed up their algorithm. And um, so sometimes people, when they start using Pinterest, they're trying to create a ton of content and then repost it, repost it, repost it, repost it. Whereas now after this sort of transition with the algorithm, Pinterest would rather see you create 
unique, super helpful content and then pin it to your boards, but not try to, the goal is not to repin that content as much as possible. Pinterest wants to share unique, helpful content that's coming onto their website. So if you're constantly creating that for them to share, you're going to do a lot better than having per se like one article and then repinning it a whole bunch of times and just focusing on it that way. That used to work in the past and it doesn't anymore. The other tip is that if you have an older account, an older Pinterest account where you have all your birthday whatever and your home decor and your fashion from 2013 <laughs> saved there, then just keep those boards or sorry, keep that account and you can erase all those boards and just transition it into a business account. Because the fact that you've had the account for a long time is a positive, just like with any sort of social media channel. Um, so sometimes people are tempted to start from scratch, but if you have boards on there that you just really want to keep, like you're working on, you have one home decor board that you love, you can just make it private and then make your other boards and then transition your account from just a personal account to a business account and then go from there. That's great advice. I've, I think I've heard that one before, like the sort of mm -hmm. avoid the temptation to start from scratch because right. there's some value in that. Uh, prior to the Pinterest tips, you were just talking about the type of content to create, meaning uh, you had said like educational content. Mm -hmm. And did you mean educational for your potential client mm -hmm. versus educational for other photographers? Like, I think those are, I just wanted to make that distinction because yes. I'm in the space of obviously educating photographers, but I think the point that you made is is brilliant, and I just wanted to make sure that that was what I heard. Yes, so I th I feel like like one of my most read blog posts was shoes for little boys in the fall. Like that seems like a crazy thing that when no one would want to read, but there's actually a lot of moms who are like, "What the heck do I put my son in for footwear?" And it was a super simple thing. I just went through and went to all the like started at Target and then went to a few more expensive places and just found really cute boots and different cute shoes that would work for boys and created resource around that. And that's really helpful for clients. And I do feel like a lot of times photographers feel like if they're going to be educating, they have to be educating about photography to other clients. And that's not true. I think that there's so much room for education for clients in this space. Now, there's one thing that, that people do that kind of limits their their sway with it, which is what, which is instead of just creating how to content, like people will say like, this is how you do this. You want to add in that why, like the education part is you can make a list of how to shoot at sunset or, but then the most interesting part of that is why you shoot at sunset. And that's how the photographer can show their expertise. Say we shoot at sunset because X, Y, and Z. And the reason is it results in this and it be, helps you become the expert in your field. And creating that sort of educational content is so nice because then you're a resource, even if someone doesn't hire you, which is, if even if they don't hire you, they could send someone your way because the things you had in your website and your social media were so great. So I'm always a fan of creating fun, helpful, educational tools for clients. So don't, not everyone has to educate other photographers. You, there's lots of room to educate potential clients as well. I love that. And I think that's, I think that's a tremendously helpful tip for folks that still don't have a large client base is focus mm -hmm. on educating your clients, focus on figuring out, like you said, what, what do you want to shoot? What lights you up the most, you know, avoiding the resentment. You said that in the last uh, part, mm -hmm. but, but like thinking about all that stuff and then speaking to that rather than, you know, jumping right into helping other photographers mm -hmm. might be really useful 
to think about since I think a lot yeah. of folks naturally want to help other photographers. I have a teaching background. It was sort of like I couldn't even, I couldn't help it. I just start, I think I started early enough too where lots of people were emailing me. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I really should probably do something about this. And it, it was fun for me because I had a teaching background. But I think that focusing on attracting clients and educating your clients about what you do and why you do it is a brilliant point to make. I really am glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And if someone was just starting out, I would rather see them kind of go through a bunch of types of sessions, you know, try a bunch of stuff out, figure out where their creative heart really sings, and then get a couple, two or three killer shoots that totally fit what they want to do, market those and create educational content around those shoots, then just have website and Instagram full of a million different things because yes. those shoots that are really co- really consistent and really trustworthy and you you're providing helpful education around them that's going to create a trustworthy brand so much faster than if you have a cake smash at noon and a studio shoot and then you're out maternity and then you have a wedding it's like the faster that you can create brand trust the faster you can set boundaries that's beautiful. And that that's a whole other episode, which maybe yeah, we sorry. can talk about that sometime. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I am so glad that you brought that up because I, I have a, a little slide in my webinar that I do for my educational stuff. And I just mentioned the Cheesecake Factory menu because I don't know if you've ever been there, but that menu is the size of like a textbook in school. It is so big and it has so many things. And I just say to folks, like, if your website looks like this, like, I mean, in a nicer way. I'm like, rethink that right. quickly, yeah, simplify, you know, simplify, simplify. Yeah. 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 Totally. One thing that I tell my, the people I mentor is that when you're first in the first couple of years, when you're building brand trust, focus on one offer and one message. And I think that can be so powerful instead of trying to be the photographer of all things. <laughs> Yes, this is, that's exactly what I teach. So like down to the, you literally like verbatim. And I think that that, I use the story of starting out in weddings because it was, you know, you, you know who you're talking to. If you're talking to a newly engaged person or a new parent, it's like two different people. Yeah. I really enjoy this conversation and I wish we could talk all day, but before we (laughs) sign off, um, do you have a piece of advice that you turn to whether for business or just for life that you might want to offer up to anyone listening? I think it just goes back to, you know, picking, finding that emotion that makes you feel like you don't want to do this anymore and then doing whatever you can to avoid feeling that way. And even if it makes people a little uncomfortable and even makes yourself a little uncomfortable, fighting to get back to that place of contentment within your business is always a worthwhile goal. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I think that's so important. I'm I'm really glad you said that. And uh, one more time, Fiona, where can people find you if they want to connect with either your photography or your education mentoring stuff? Sure. So all of it's pretty much linked on my Instagram, which is just Fiona Margo, one word. And then my regular website is FionaMargoPhotography.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It was awesome chatting with you. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. If you're feeling stuck growing your photography business, I put together a list of eight things that since 2010 have consistently helped Jennings Photo to grow. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things, the number eight, the word things, and grab this freebie. It's called Eight Things to Grow. It'll help you get your head sorted and give you a little bit more clarity. You know, I'm a huge fan of clarity around what you need to have in your business. 
So head over to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.